Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You're listening to the Lit Up Lightworker podcast, bringing you fun and soulful interviews with spiritual teachers with the aim of tuning you in and lighting you up with your host, George Lizos. Lightworker, when I ask people what their biggest fear is with regards to following your life purpose, I usually hear one of the following. I'm not good enough to do this work. Or I need more training before I'm ready. Someone else is already doing this. Or I just don't look the part. Do you relate with any of these fears? To be honest, I used all of these limiting beliefs to prevent me from following my life purpose over the years, but probably the most frequent self-sabotaging belief that I had 
was what I call the tiny island syndrome. <laughs> it went something like this. How can I, a boy from a tiny island nobody knows the name of, make it in the global spiritual industry? Thinking about this now, I can see how unfounded my belief was. But at the time, it felt very real. And the reason I'm sharing this with you right now is because there likely is a bogus belief that you have about yourself that prevents you from following your purpose and your dreams. I think it's about time you called it out. Because Lightworker, you have a unique life purpose that only you can fulfill. And without you, the world would be clueless as to how to go about fulfilling. Letting limiting beliefs get in your way is doing a disservice not just to you, but to the people you're here to serve, the people who need your message, your story, and your gifts. So this week on the Lit Up Lightworker podcast, I interviewed self-confidence coach Amy Rushworth. Amy had her own self-limiting demons to fight, and now she's dedicated her work to helping lightworkers to release self-sabotage, overcome limiting beliefs, and boost their self-confidence. So in this interview, you will learn what is self-confidence, how to tap into your limiting beliefs that you have about yourself, how to avoid self-sabotage on the way to following your life purpose. You're going to learn practical processes you can use to develop your self-confidence. And you're going to learn where self-confidence will lead you once you get it. After listening to our chat, be sure to come join the conversation in your Spiritual Toolkit Facebook group. Today, I'm so excited to have here with me Amy Rushworth. Amy Rushworth is a leading transformation coach and confidence healer, helping people worldwide to ignite their fire, harness their courage, and blaze their dream path. Through her transformational work, Amy is empowering those who are unfulfilled, anxious, and burning out to free themselves from unhealthy patterns and pursue what truly lights their soul up. Through her coaching and healing programs, transformation retreats, and the Amy Rushworth Show podcast, Amy guides her clients and community to call in the personal power and inner strength to manifest major life-changing transformations. Whether you're looking to heal your anxiety, find your purpose and abundance, call in a soulmate, harness more pleasure or reinvent your emotional well-being, Amy can support you to reclaim your fire and rise up powerfully in your life. Wow. Amy, welcome to the Lead Up Lightworker podcast. Thanks for having me. What intro. <laughs> it's so great to have you here and I'm so excited to be chatting with you because we have so many things in common, similar pathways of finding our life. And I'm so excited to talk today about self-confidence. If there is one, a single reason, a single limiting belief that all my clients and the light workers that I talk with tell me that prevents them from moving forward with your life purpose is a lack of self-confidence. But before we dig into all of that, I want to start with your story and your hero's journey. What has been your journey? to coming and doing this work as a transformational coach, but more specifically with self-confidence as well. Yeah, thanks for asking. I'm so passionate about this conversation because 
I've come such a long way with my own journey and I'm really passionate about leading the way and almost filling that space that wasn't there for me back when I was at my rock bottom. So in my mid-20s, I was in a really, really dark place. And on the outside, it probably looks like I had it together because I was really good at ticking boxes and I was kind of like, a bad girl on the inside, good girl on the outside. So my mask was being the high achiever. Um, I had a really glamorous job in fashion. I had fancy clothes. I had an apartment at Bondi Beach in Sydney. I had a boyfriend. I was really popular. But secretly, I was very, very self-destructive. I had really low self-worth. I hated myself. I was just addicted to anything. So there wasn't probably like one addiction. It was just whatever I could do that was destructive. I wanted to do it. So smoking, taking drugs, uh, disordered relationship with food, my body, um, I guess a very unhealthy relationship uh, in terms of my sex life and men and being attracted to things that weren't, you know, really good for me. (laughs) So I had no self-belief and my behaviors were spiraling me towards rock bottom. And that probably started around 12. I started drinking when I was 13. um, And I didn't know, but I'd actually been struggling with PTSD for a very long time, for over a decade until I was finally diagnosed by a counsellor when I really hit rock bottom. And that was after a breakup and I was having a very stressful time in my life. It was like one of those years where it's one thing after the the next. And um, I refer to that, I guess, as my dark night of the soul period, but it was a long term -term coming. And what prompted me, I guess, to get help and then to start my personal development journey was actually my body started shutting down on me first. Mm. I'd been mentally struggling for a long time, but I had a really um, good mask on the outside, a really kind of sunny side up personality on the outside, but I was ignoring all of this stuff that was going on on the inside. So I ended up with pneumonia and I'd had pneumonia for about three months without realizing because I was too scared to even go to the doctor to ask for time off work. That's how much of a people pleaser I was. And so anyway, when I found out I actually had pneumonia and I had to take some time off, my body just completely collapsed. So I was in bed. I was having panic attacks. I didn't really have any proper friends. Like I was really popular, but they were all people that I would just go out with. And I had just been through this breakup. And so I was really, really lonely. I was very, very sick. And it was perfect in a way because it gave me that space and that time to actually stop and to stop distracting myself and to think about, do I really want to continue my life this way? And in this kind of last ditch effort to get myself back on track, I did get myself into therapy. And that's when I was diagnosed with PTSD and depression. And I was obviously having these panic attacks as well. So I was very, very low. I was suicidal. And I also knew that I didn't want to be medicated. I knew I didn't want it to be, I didn't want it to end that way. And um, even a more superficial part of me didn't want anyone to know that I was so unwell. So 
I knew that I kind of was at this crossroads and I had a couple of choices and I had this little fire inside of me. And this is why I talk about helping people to ignite their fire. This little fire that was lit in that moment where I was like, do you know what? I have to take responsibility and I have to make some radical changes and everything in my body, my mind, my soul, my energy, they were, it was all screaming for change. And so finally I was listening and even though it was really, really hard, I felt really alone. I felt very disconnected. I didn't really have a spiritual connection then. Um, I was forced to face what I would say is my shadow side and the repressed parts of myself, my deepest fears, uh, my desires that I had been neglecting, and also a lot of trauma that I had never given myself permission to explore. And, um, you know, I didn't really know it at the time. I was just kind of taking one step at a time. But over a couple of years, I radically changed my life. And I basically now live a life that was what I would have back then not even thought was possible, but I live like a vision board life now. And I feel amazing. I'm proud of who I am. I've created this amazing life, relationship, business, everything that I have, I've created. And it started from that rock bottom. So that's why I'm so passionate because I help people to take what would be their rock bottom or the worst part of their life or the worst chapter and turn it actually into the fuel for their fire going forward. I love that story. I mean, I don't love what you went through, but I love the transformation because it brings up a very important point. When we talk about, oh, self-confidence, self-love, we over-spiritualize these terms and make them feel like it's all fluffy and just good vibes, hashtag good vibes, and wearing colors and crystals and posting pictures of uh, positive quotes on Instagram. But there is a lot of deep, vulnerable, courageous work that has to go through that. And I'm always amazed to find um, and to witness how we need to hit a rock bottom. We don't, we don't need to, but some people have to hit a rock bottom in order to be able to, um, to, to awaken to their healing abilities and realize that they have to make a choice. I had a similar experience to yours while I was working a full-time job in London while uh, working my spiritual business part-time, where I was so overworking myself that I woke up one morning and I just couldn't get out of the bed my body was just so fatigued that I was forced to stay home. And that was my wake up call as well. So my question is, do we need to have a rock bottom to, to change? And how do we start seeing the signs and listening to the signs before having a dark night of the soul? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think that's a question a lot of people ask themselves when they're considering working with a coach or a mentor. They're like, am I in a bad enough position? Um, or on the other side, people who are at rock bottom going, okay, well, you know, is it just too late for me? So when people reach out to me and they are at rock bottom, they might be really depressed. They might just be feeling really, really low and in a really bad place. I say to them, look, I know you feel like you're in a place of total crisis right now, but it's actually a really good place to be in because it's a really solid foundation for you. I mean, the only way is up. And sometimes we need things to get really, really bad in order for us to kind of 
be motivated to make a change. It's often more dangerous to be sitting in a sort of mediocre space where your job's okay, your relationship's okay, it doesn't light you up. Uh, You might be wondering what it's like to be with someone else, but you've got safety and it'll do or, you know, your job or whatever it is, it's, it's more dangerous to be sitting in an okay space flatlining and not feeling, you know, highs and lows, but just feeling kind of nothing. So rock bottom is amazing because it's very motivating and people that work with me when they are at that rock bottom do see a huge shift. And it's really, you can see that polarity and that contrast quite easily. But it doesn't have to be rock bottom in order to change your life. I would say now, like my life is amazing, but I continue to dive further into my healing and my spirituality and I work with coaches. I mean, I can't think of a time in the last five years that I haven't had a coach or a mentor around me. And that's not because things are bad, but it's just because I'm taking responsibility for living an amazing life. I don't want to have to get to rock bottom again in order to do something. And that's a big thing I think to mention because I used to be a really all or nothing person. And I think a lot of people identify with that and it's a really limiting story. It is a story. And so in order to get out of that story, I make sure that I'm always doing the work. And I think it's amazing that you um, have a coach around you or you have a community around you or you have something that you're always kind of diving into, not from a place of I'm never going to be fixed. I need to continue working on myself, but from a place of like, I love myself. I respect myself and I want to keep myself in an amazing equilibrium. I don't want to fluctuate. I don't want to get to that rock bottom. So I think it can be both ways. And I think that there's definitely a place for everyone in personal development and coaching. I love that you talked about the all or nothing approach that many of us seem to have. I certainly do. I'm an all or nothing kind of person and I'm realizing constantly how it's limiting me to some degree and I need to shift it around because in the spiritual community, sometimes we can feel like, okay, I'm supposed to have all the answers within me. So why work with a coach? Why work with a mentor? I can find all the answers within me. And of course you can find all the answers within you. We can all do that. But the, aim of a mentor or a coach is not to find the answers for us, it's to guide us to finding the answers within us. So this is the, pers- the shift in the perspective that many of us need to make in order to realize that we can actually do this and it's okay to receive help and be guided at some point. Okay, let's talk about self-confidence because we've established it's not just all fluff, it requires all this work. So how would you define self-confidence? What is self-confidence for you? Well, the same way that spirituality is essentially trust in a higher power or trust in something bigger, confidence is trust in yourself. So that doesn't mean that you're perfect. Confidence doesn't mean that you don't make mistakes. Confidence doesn't even mean that you don't have moments of self-doubt because I still do and I'm a confidence coach. So confidence is essentially trusting yourself to figure things out. So Things can be really hard. Things can be really challenging. Maybe life's not going the way that you want, but confidence is knowing that you have something inside of you, a little fire inside of you or a light inside of you that you can harness and use to figure out the next way forward or the next path forward. So 
It doesn't mean either that you're extroverted. I think that's a really big confidence myth that I like to rebuff. So a lot of introverts really struggle with that because they're like, I want to be confident, but I'm just not loud and I feel really drained if I do that. And confidence isn't about being bold and loud. That might be right if you're extroverted. That may be your version of confidence. But sometimes the most confident person in the room is the introvert and the person who is very quietly self-assured. So I want to make that distinction. Um, And it's just about knowing who you are and being in integrity with who you are. And that's what gives you the trust, knowing that even though your life externally may be crumbling or falling apart, your job could be taken away, your house could be taken away, your relationship could end, your body could look different at different times. You know, all of these external things that we think will make us confident, all of those things can fall away. But if you know who you are and you take a stand for the things that you value, you know, kindness, love, respect, generosity, if you know that you honor those things day in and day out, no one can ever take those away from you. And they are essentially the bedrocks of what it means to be confident. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You touched on the difference between arrogance and confidence, which is amazing because many people confuse the two and think that, oh, just, oh, I'm, I, I can't beat confidence because I'm going to be, I'm going to come out as arrogant or I'm going to come off as, uh, as a narcissist, but they're completely two different things, as you've just said, because whereas arrogance and narcissism stem from fear and not knowing yourself and therefore having to prove yourself by creating a grandiose expression of who you are, self-confidence is just a deep knowing and love and respect about who we really are. Such a beautiful distinction. And thank you for bringing this up because there's so much misconception about this out there in the world. And I wanted for a long time to do an episode on that and you couldn't be the more per- there couldn't be a more perfect person to to talk about this so authentically. Thank you. <laughs> now let's talk about okay. So we're carving a pathway right now to self confidence. We've defined self confidence as knowing who you are. We realize there is a journey that needs to be uh, taken, a healing journey where we're unearthing all the limiting beliefs that we've had for a long period of time and all the shit that prevented us from knowing ourselves. How do we go about identifying those limiting beliefs, tapping into them, 
because as you've just said, we suppress them with so many substances and in so many ways and with so many habits. So how do we snap ourselves out of the coma that we're in the autopilot and realize, oh my God, I have this story that I keep telling myself. How do I let it go? Yeah, for sure. So, you know, as with all personal development, self-awareness is going to be the key piece here, but it is the first step. It isn't the only step. So you can create any self-awareness when you read a book or you do any of the sort of uh, beginner's stuff with self-development, but self-awareness is the first step. From there, we create aligned action, which creates confidence. So noticing observing what are those critical thoughts that tend to show up for you and what triggers them is it a certain word that someone uses around you is it a certain way that someone speaks to you is it a certain situation that you notice a physical sensation that shows up in your body that makes you feel less than or not good enough so for a lot of women that i work with that will show up in their heart space they will feel tight in their heart space in their heart chakra and in their throat And that's to do with, you know, closing off to love. They may have some grief that they need to move through and some of their limiting beliefs may be around that kind of emotion. So just initially starting to notice physically where do those feelings show up? What are the thoughts saying to me? What what is the sentence that that inner critic says to me? Is it I'm stupid? Is it I'm not worthy of love? Is it people don't like me? Is it people are judging me when I do that? And creating an awareness and just noticing, because if we don't know what we're dealing with, then how can you move forward? It's like a GPS. You have to know where you are to know where you want to go. So the first step is that awareness, identifying that. That can be really hard as well, because it can be really devastating when you write out some of the things that you say to yourself and you think, wow, I would never say that to a friend, but I say this to myself 10,000 times a day. And, you know, we have 50 to 70,000 thoughts a day, about 70 to 80% of those are negative. How many do you think are negatively self-directed? Probably a lot because we are all quite self-centered human beings because it's the way we're designed. So it's like creating that awareness. And then from there, trying to figure out where are these issues rooted or where did these stories first originate for me? And often I'll lead people through a meditation visualization where we access the inner child. And I say to them, you know, when was the first time that you felt stupid or when was the first time that you felt like your body was disgusting or that your voice didn't matter? And often when I do this, a random memory will emerge out of that person's subconscious that they haven't even thought about before. And they'll go, oh yeah, well, when I was five, this happened. And we move into the subconscious to access that and try and bring some of those emotions to the surface because those emotions are trapped inside. The emotions that are part of that story are repressed inside in the body. And what happens is they just manifest and they, They manifest as situations in the present, but we're reacting to the original wound. So this is where a coach is a great asset in a personal development journey because it can be very hard to access those memories subconsciously on your own because you've hidden them for a reason, right? So even me, I can't do this with myself. I go and work with healers and mentors and coaches to access 
the hidden emotions and the hidden wounds. So first is awareness, which you can create on your own. But then I would say, you know, get yourself into a space or a container where you can do that subconscious work because what you resist, what you repressed will just continue to show up and look like low confidence when really it's just baggage that you're carrying around that isn't your true essence because your true essence is confidence Babies are confident. Babies don't care if they cry in the middle of the night and annoy everyone in the house. They say what they want and they move through their emotions very quickly. So you'll see a baby that will move through hysterical crying into happiness and laughter. And that is our true nature and our true essence. But we basically take on this armor of stories and we repress our emotions and put on that mask, like the mask that I used to have. Um, So awareness and then maybe you know investing in a coach or a program or a community where you can safely explore those things and unblock your confidence so in essence all the limiting beliefs we've suppressed are not really that suppressed in the sense that there are remnants of it in the surface in our thoughts in the way we react to things and by grabbing from those uh, reactions and thoughts we can dig deeper and find the core emotions so we can release it. Absolutely, yes. Now, how about self-sabotage? Because many of us, they want to do this work, they're up for this work, and then we start doing it, then the uncomfortable emotions come up. As you said, we we hit them for a reason. And they're like, okay, no, I'm not going to do this right now. Bye-bye, TTYN, and then we leave. (laughs) How, How do we not do that? Yeah, so I think it's important to know some of the reasons why we self-sabotage because a lot of the clients that I work with are self-sabotages and they hold a lot of guilt and shame around that and they believe that they're less than. And basically that becomes this self-fulfilling prophecy of they self-sabotage because they have low confidence and then they self-sabotage some more and their confidence is even lower. So the one of the reasons that we do this is it can be a story that we don't believe that we deserve to be successful and ironically this is high among the high achievers and the people who um, are those go-getters and are those trailblazers because often that personality type has actually been born from a childhood wound that feels that they're not valuable so they basically go out and tick boxes and want to impress people to become valuable um But it can also come from a mother wound, which is um, feeling like if you are too successful, that you'll be in some way uh, not abiding by the unspoken rules of your mother or not wanting to be more successful than your mother. So I see that a lot. Um, This can come from people feeling... uh, as if though, as though they're being ungrateful, if they're being their fullest self, um, or that they're not honoring their mother because maybe their mother said that they gave up so much for them. And so they feel like if they excel and they be their fullest, most amazing self, that they'll somehow be hurting their mother. So it sounds quite outlandish and quite crazy. And most people wouldn't consciously identify as having that wound, but often that is beneath self-sabotage. And one of the other reasons that we self-sabotage is because we want to have control and it feels better to control our failures than to let them blindside us. Uh It's like that fear of failure or that fear of being judged 
comes up and we basically take matters into our own hands and say, well, you know, if I don't try or if I mess this up myself, then at least I'm spinning out of control within my own kind of sphere of control rather than having that rug pulled out from you. And also, you know, imposter syndrome is another thing that comes up with self-sabotage. So imposter syndrome is most high amongst high achieving women and about 70% of women, they say, have imposter syndrome. And I would say the number's even higher. That's just who they've interviewed. But as the stakes get higher and higher and you get to new levels, sometimes that can bring up a lot of deep-seated insecurities about not being good enough. And so then essentially we self-sabotage before we can get called out as being a fraud. And, um, you know, that might manifest as doing as little as possible and hoping no one notices or purposely not, you know, saying what you mean or saying your biggest truth because you're scared it's going to be shut down and then, you know, you don't perform at your highest level. So it becomes, again, the self-fulfilling prophecy. So one of the ways to move through self-sabotage, first of all, I want to recommend a really good book uh, called The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. And I make all my clients read this, including my business coaching clients, because Gay Hendricks talks about an amazing concept called the upper limit problem. And this is another fancy word for a comfort zone. Essentially, we've decided at some point in our life how much joy, happiness, success feels comfortable for us. And it's almost like two lines that we live within. And so sometimes when we're feeling a little bit confident or something inspires us, we might step outside these lines a bit. And that freaks out our inner critic, that freaks out our in a child who is scared to have the rug pulled out from from him or her and it feels dangerous and so basically we self-sabotage to bring ourselves back into that sort of comfort zone and even though that sounds uh like ridiculous or it sounds like why would i do that why would i want to stop myself from being so happy there's a subconscious part of us that wants to keep us safe. And so it brings us sometimes very negatively back into safety. Mm. And so they call it a comfort zone, right? But I just call it a familiar zone because often the comfort zone is not very comfortable. So when you self-sabotage, it's again, practicing that awareness and going, what am I really afraid of right now? Why am I feeling drawn to this particular behavior? And is it what I want? Is it going to lead to what I want? Or am I just scared of being happy? Or am I just scared of being successful? And from there, it's almost like having that dialogue internally and choosing a new unfamiliar action because a new action creates a new result. I love the last point, especially when you said um, that the, 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 I call it the ego. The ego just is afraid of change and wants to protect ourselves. So I teach my, my clients to train their ego. <laughs> train their ego by introducing small changes into their, their habits so that the ego doesn't get scared <laughs> and revert back to all habits. Amazing. So let's just recap on the journey so far. We've defined self-confidence as not as something fluffy, as something that is just a knowingness of who you really are, the requirement of doing the inner work and being courageous to allow our limiting beliefs to come into the surface so we can heal them. We've learned how to, uh, the process of identifying those limiting beliefs and getting to the root cause. We've talked about how to avoid sabotage, 
Now let's get to the finish line. What, how does self-confidence look like? How does it feel like and where will it lead us? I think it's so personal to each individual, but in my view, I believe that confidence feels like knowing who you are on a really, really deep fundamental level. So that starts with knowing what your core values are, identifying those and seeing those as your ultimate goals rather than, you know, the external goals that we will still set. I mean, I'm a massive achiever. I still set huge goals, but my biggest, most important goals are being that person every day in the moments where no one's watching. So it's knowing who you are and knowing that because you embody that and you act on that and you are those values day in and day out. You are love, you are kindness, you are generosity, inspiration, and you're in integrity with yourself. Because in the same way in a relationship, if someone says something but does another thing, we don't trust them, we don't have confidence in their word. And so when we don't honor our own values and our own promises to ourselves, we abandon ourselves and we cause distrust in the relationship that we have inside. So knowing who you are and taking conscious action day in, day out with those values and getting really clear on what those are. And I think also confidence can um, definitely, it's an inside job in you, but I think who you surround yourself with as well is really important. So finding out like what are the values of the people that you surround yourself with? Are they in alignment with me? Are they supporting my highest good? Because the energy of your circle influences the energy that you have. So sometimes that means that relationships have to shift or they expire. But I think that that's really important. And ultimately where it leads you is you get to this space where you don't mind fitting out instead of fitting in. So you feel like you belong, but you belong in you. You feel at home in you. And hopefully there's people around you too who are doing their own thing, blazing their own path in alignment with you but there's no competition and there's no comparison. There's just support and love and a sense of confident energy all around you. And so when we feel confident, we have more amazing relationships. We have better, you know, dreams that get fulfilled because they're in alignment with the things that we actually want. They don't come from insecurity. They come from desire and possibility and everything in your life shifts, even your well-being absolutely everything comes from confidence because it's just an internal energy from which we manifest. So you become a magnet of confidence and you attract people, experiences, circumstances that match the vibration of confidence that you've nurtured as well. I love when that shift happens and then it starts changing. There is this middle, um, the in-between space, in between the transformation, the old self and the new self, where you feel like, oh my God, I'm all here by myself. I have no people to talk to. I'm too woo-woo for other people. But then once you stick out for a little bit longer, you attract all the goodness. Amy, thank you so much for being part of the Lit Up Lightworker podcast. It's been such a pleasure getting to chat, to, to chat about self-confidence. You helped us reframe self-confidence in a completely different way, obliterate uh, all the self-doubt and the limiting beliefs that we have and given us a very uh, simple, well, linear, but not so linear path to, um, to nurturing that self-confidence. So thank you so much. 
Pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, George. Thank you for listening to the Lit Up Lightworker podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at George Lizos to grab your free Lightworker survival guide and catch the next live episode. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.